this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Serena, uh, I'm, uh, you can find me at Pixiepocalypse on Twitter, and uh, I play Kiara, our drow eldritch knight. Kristen. Yeah. Hello, I'm Kristen. I play Kiyanthi. She is a sun soul monk slash death cleric. And she's also and she's a little also traumatized, traumatized inside. Yay! Yay! All trauma. Yay! Trauma. trauma. All trauma all the time, except for with the paradigm shift. We haven't quite hit trauma yet. We're just, we're just working through it. We should be trauma damsels. Trauma damsels. This is like a hospital where we have to be like television, soap opera after General Hospital. Yeah, it does fit the theme of certain things. Um, and Luna was a uh, druid and then went through a very long class change after she moved the world and now is basically Walmart. We finally got to the end. She's a full-fledged paladin and we did a homebrew. Um, adjust- we basically adjusted the um, nature paladin and uh, it's more centralized on the... Uh, Ancestor worship that is canon in this world for humans. I'm the DM, I'm Tiffany. We, I made the world right here. Actually, that's just a, the world is, uh, I don't remember. Atis, there we go. There's two, two, uh, celestial twins. He's a, the scientists call them. Oh, celestial and twins. You can find us, uh, me mainly, I run the Dungeon Damsels Twitter at Dungeon underscore Damsels. Yeah, we're gonna go to a spotlight if Michael has one. I do have one. Cool. Let's talk about it. We love sharing the uh, indie game developers, anyone, you know, small businesses, we're all about supporting them. They're great works. Yeah, because I just, I, honestly, I love the community for uh, TTRPGs on Twitter. Everyone's super nice and also just have some really cool stuff that they're working on. And so, can you guys see my thing. What I'm spotlighting today is DC Bradshaw 
at Curious Penguin on Twitter. They are um, an indie indie writer, and they do a lot of educational resources as well. But what really um, stuck out to me was they made um, a resource called Little But Fierce, which is like a simplified um, uh, 5e for for kids. Oh, yeah, heroes. yeah. I think it's super cool. Like they just have a simplified uh, sheet. Like they just kind of like combine stuff. I, I think they just made like the the numbers and the stats a whole lot simpler. Uh, and honestly, I just. I'll run this for people who are new to D and D too. Just for I mean, I want to run it. Let's simple. just do it. Let's, let's do just this. let's just do this. Yeah. Let's do a multi shot where we're kids. Five E stands for five. Everyone. No, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean if you could make it the truth. <laughs> I mean that would be an awesome tagline just for like this. It's just like little bit fierce. Five everyone. <laughs> uh, but yeah, excited, five me. <laughs> yeah, I think they're they're still working on this, but just be on the lookout. Do uh, they have a Kickstarter or something for it? Or are they gonna lose it? I, I think they're still fine-tuning it because I remember their presence during um, Whip Wednesday. Uh -huh. um, but I'm very excited to dive into more of this. I saw this and I was like, this is pretty cool. Yeah. And um, they they also have a site with all of their resources which is dcbradshaw.com they have a bunch of see their tabletop and educational resources and tagging yeah and it's yeah he does voice acting too yeah he lives in Scotland I don't know why I just feel like and see he has a bunch of nice um uh, uh supplements I think mostly for D&D yeah and one of these days I'm gonna find out what this is about these fake moments Oh. Or this will be centering politics. Makes it very ridiculous roleplay game, so cool. I love that. Yeah. We're not ridiculous here. Nope. We're a story of Ah, Sir Barrington. Sir Barrington. Legend transcends itself. That man's a bear. That man's a bear. How so sorry, dare you? Sorry, Sir Barrington. Sorry, Sir Barrington. But yeah, let's let's get let's show this guy some support and follow him on on Twitter at Curious Penguin. Curious Penguin. DC Bradshaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DC Bradshaw. All right, let's oh. jump into this episode. Buckle up, guys. So hold it onto my butt. Hold <laughs> it. Oh, I'm gonna get our music going again. Music. We have some nice mandolin music because order can be bard brother plays mandolin. My special oh. ball bard brother. Here. Ball bard. Here. Ball, ball bard. Who's still here? <laughs> ball bard. Um, Alright, so last time on Dungeon Dandles, Kiara, Ellie, and Pianti go to the lakeside beach with Lionel, who is Luna's brother, Order, who is Kayanti's brother, and Lucius, who is Kiara's uncle, and Aragon, who oh, is Tarina's like brother, and Tarina is a previous player, <sighs> along with Lionel's friends, so it was a big party, and uh, they went and just had fun on the beach, uh, had some shenanigans during the beach episode. 
We, uh... Talk here. Swim. Yes, talk here, how to swim. That was wholesome. I liked that. That was great. Then, uh... Oh my god, because now she can swim. <laughs> yes. Um... And then, uh, Luna and Aravan encounter something strange in the woods. Uh, Luna... Oh yeah, Galak, who is Luna's boyfriend, comes over and you guys test his new uh, arrowheads on the Odo dummy in the distance, which is... (laughs) Odo is Luna's toxic ex, so we decided to blow up his visage. And, um... Yes, after a rousing day... They, um, everyone decided to go home. Luna and Galak went on a romantic moonlight wolf ride and stopped at this forest glade with daffodils. And they both went over there thinking, we remember this, but we don't know how we remember this. Uh, it's there that Luna reclaims this rapier and in the stone, and she is then flooded with her memories of Linnea from her past life. And likewise, Galak remembers his past life as Yero. And so, to clarify, Linnea is Luna's grandmother times five. So five generations back. She had a first lover named Yero, who was murdered because he was a werewolf. And then um, she had a, a second husband named Hunter, and Luna came from Linnea and Hunter, and then reincarnated as Linnea. Um, Linnea, anyway, Luna and Linnea are so just to clarify that and we um ended with lucius oh yeah there's also the reveal that rune who is lionel's boyfriend i have so many NPCs, is undead and don't know what type of undead then lucius invited kira to go with him on basically an uh he, he wanted to follow Rune because he, he didn't trust him. He felt like something strange was going on, so he invited her to show her the ropes of, of demon hunting and tracking and that sort of thing. So, we are going to start with Kira and Lucius. Excellent. A nice moonlit walk for family. (laughs) As the party breaks up at the lodge, you and Lucius turn down the pathway and shoot the breeze. Um, so yes, you, uh... So how are you doing? How do you feel, topside? We're a little harder now that we're in all these trees. Feels like my nose is always stuffed to some degree when I wake up in the morning, but it clears up sometime around the afternoon. <clears throat> yeah, the plants are definitely different here. Uh, it took me a while to get used to mushrooms being only about this tall, and it like, indicates like, you know, a palm-sized mushroom, as opposed to, you know, it points to a tree. That's all. Yeah, they're quite cute topside. They're like, less... Yeah, I understand why they're called toadstools, because, you know, toads stand on them sometimes. That sounds adorable. It is actually quite adorable. I found it at least one time in the woods, and, oh... Because <laughs> he kind of, like, looks up and remembers it. Oh, that sounds darling. Hmm. It was a nice learning how to swim. It only took 
a long time. <laughs> She's like, only took several decades. <laughs> right, well, you got around to it. That got around to it. Though I avoided it through no fault of my own. Just <laughs> <sighs> a series of accidents. <laughs> oh. And, you know, procrastination. Got other things to do and then just slip my mind. Does that, uh, scar yours have anything to do with that? You kind of, like, you had, you kind of eyes like the, the scar that was, like, on your thigh, I think? Yes, yeah. it's like around the knee to thigh area, and she's like, oh, ha, exactly that. Good eye, actually. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like when uh, you're learning uh, magic and stuff, they give you the preliminary, like, safety lessons. Like, you know, don't, don't cast at someone you're not trying to cast at. Make sure you're not within the immediate vicinity of, uh, of a magic neutral or magic volatile zone uh and if you have any uh spells that have to do with any of the natural elements try not to be near any reactive elements <laughs> like you know try not to <laughs> cast lightning around lots of water try not to yeah. cast wind i don't know in a maelstrom uh yeah. so a lot of things and uh you know uh the last bit uh it seems <laughs> seems so simple uh Try not to cast fire nearby any of the magic lanterns. <laughs> and uh, it's a simple lesson, and it's not really hard to forget, honestly. And actually, no, it's no, it's not hard to forget at all, actually. But um, you know, like when you're in training, you get a little bit hot-blooded, and so as my friend and I were kind of having a little bit of a one-upsmanship on the battlefield and it got a little bit more heated than it needed to and uh, we had already gone over the mechanics of holding breath and everything like mm, a little bit before but um, we had a training exercise and then we we're supposed to go back out to um, to do the mechanics of actual swimming and uh, I thought it'd be cheeky and uh Try off uh, burning hands for the first time oh. in a in a in an ether where it could be uh, appreciated by my peers. Uh, but uh, I didn't realize that during the fray I had uh, mishandled some of my movements. Might have accidentally knocked over a lantern and uh, not noticed it before I set it off and. Uh, <sighs> No, see, <laughs> they the healers were spot on. They actually got it so that it wouldn't uh, be a maiming thing. I mean, I have to function for martial duty and everything like that. But um, I had to leave it alone for a minute because eh, the oil in the lamps are not just oil. I'm glad I wore my boots that day because uh, it would not just go down to my knee if it weren't for some really, really nice boots. So uh, boots will save you every time. <laughs> oh yeah, there's nothing like a good pair of boots. Oh, yeah, nothing like a good pair of boots. Keeps your feet dry and keeps them from being burned. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I got to watch the lessons just by the time I healed, we'd already moved on to other things, so. And so you just, uh... Managed to avoid water for about, uh, how long? <laughs> well, it was a lesson I meant to get around to, but then, like, you know, then 
you get into more martial training, you learn other spells, you start doing uh, advanced training exercises with like the rest of the class. You start going to divisions and like different, uh, different like fighting cells and like or, uh, training cells with other people, and then you know start going on patrols. And before you know it, uh, it's been a few decades, and you never really made it back out to water because you never really found time to have a nice time at the beach. <laughs> he just kind of gives you this like, mm-hmm, look. <laughs> Although I don't really like getting wet. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's actually quite nice. Like, yeah. It's hard Yeah, it's hard swimming over. Also, oddly enough, the sun, despite its garish brightness, actually makes for a very nice, um, it's warm. It's it's warm when you swim. It's quite nice, actually. Yeah, it's not cold. You're more yeah. used to water then. Yeah. Yeah. Who would have thought it? <sighs> but... Uh, I think my only hang-up as being topside is that... It just doesn't feel far enough. I'm not sure why, but, um... It's like an itch in the back of my head. It's it's most likely a sleep thing. It's it's not a big deal, actually. Now that I think about it, it's probably just sleep. Oh, you're not sleeping well here? I get enough sleep. I get trance fine. Just it's a disturbing sleep. It's and I and I know it's. <laughs> Like, you know how we talked earlier and I couldn't decide if, if like, it was a Ryoshiak thing or not, but that I had... I have dreams, a lot of dreams, they're quite active and I don't like them as much and I've gotten to the point where I just had to write them down to get them out of my head, but I I'm thinking it... I think it's likely guilt, it just still feels weird to be leaving and everything. Lots of things unsaid, and probably just hung up over it. And I'm, I'm sure it'll go away with time, but it's just uh, I can't wait it for enough time to pass for it to be done with, you know. Yeah, looks strong. Yeah, I um, I remember having uh, strange dreams when I was up here initially for. Uh, He's like, well, um, I was, uh, I was sent up here for school. Yeah. And I, I remember I did have some strange dreams. Well, it's been so long, I don't remember them, actually. But once I, uh, started doing schooling, they went away. Could just be the stress of uh, changing places. Uh, could be old road tractors and want to quite let go. Could be a mixture of both. I mean, there's a lot to take in. The line's a funny thing. And he says, yeah. oh, uh... You know the box I've been carrying around? Alright. And he's like, uh... He looks at you like, you know what's in here, right? I'm thinking it had something to do with that, uh... That contract you struck up to some degree, but, uh... 
might be a little fuzzy on the contents. <laughs> Just a little. It, it, it's, uh, it's like, one of the relics that you and your friend recovered. Um, but we did, they like, mad dash around and try collecting demon artifacts and... The musical! Yeah, the musical episode. So yeah, he, yeah. Yes! Yeah. So, he's like, well anyway, I don't know... I, I'm not... I know they're, uh... I don't know exactly how powerful they are. Uh, it's, uh, subtle magic. But subtle magic can be... Very powerful. Anyway, point me and I gotta take it somewhere where it'll be secure. And I like taking it to the Vermeer family. For the for the most neutral out of the places I feel comfortable in dropping off uh items such as these. So it's a hard box to go to a cool place. Hi, <laughs> that sort of thing. Mm. Which they're far, far east on the other side of the Elven Principality, so eventually I'll have to make my way over there. That's a long way. Well, it's best I get them deposited somewhere safe. I don't know what what these demons are stirring up to do. Or devils. They've been stirring up a lot of trouble lately. Something's wrong in Warhammer. Oh, they're tight-lipped as ever. They don't like telling me much. Anyway, point being, I don't plan on dying anytime soon, but if anything happens to me, I need you to take the box. You better knock on some wood. That's going to be some heavy luggage. <laughs> you know, then, I mean, you just, you just pick a tree and you go and just kind of knock on the wood and have a laugh. <laughs> I gotcha. Well, it's good to know, at the very least. <clears throat> and when they had uh, broken off from the group, uh, they broke off because they were following someone? Yeah, yeah, Lucius was like, I want to follow Rune, so... Ah, okay. And so, uh, so they're walking along, uh, Kiara sort of just, like, glances around, she's like, oh. So... You thinking he's part of the part of the abyssal type? I don't know what he is. He's definitely not normal. Could be wrong. Could be a lot of things. I'm not sure. I just uh, kind of get a sense for these things. He kind of like thinks about it, and he's he's too um he sits, he sits too still. That well, sounds weird, but. You know, most living creatures twitch or move or blink too much or, you know, they do, everyone seems to have some sort of tick. This guy is... Still. So Maybe he's a golem, part rock. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but right oh now, God. let's do some reconnaissance and see who points. And, uh, you guys have walked to, like, another lodge. Um, whoops, sorry. I keep zooming out on accident. Oh yeah, so he points and uh, up ahead you can like see Rune walking, so he looks at you and says, well, we're gonna go in pretty close now, so 
Roll for stealth. Roll for stealth. Ooh, first roll. My stealth is... That's a 14 plus 2. That is 16. Hey. <clears throat> Did you roll at disadvantage because you're armor? I don't remember if I put the armor back on, but you know what? I never specified that I did, so. Oh, okay. I thought you were still on. That's a 15 plus 2, that's 17, so we'll stick with Okay! That's that's pretty pretty good, good. yeah. That's pretty pretty good for this man. Yeah, yeah. This dice. I know we had to crawl around like the Underdark for a minute. It's like, it's a bunch of rocks and stuff, so gonna adjust for four falls there. The dirt's much softer. Usually the D&D gods know when you have disadvantage, and usually you get like a 3 and a 5. <laughs> or two. I'm not projecting. Okay, so um, I'm gonna get the uh. Look away, D&D gods. Look okay. away. So you're on the ground. You're crawling. Lucius is next to you. And you're kind of like ducking behind trees and trying to be be stealthy. And um, you <laughs> you said fifteen. Uh, it was, I rolled a 14 plus 2, so that is a 16. Oh, okay. And then the second roll was a 15 plus 2. <laughs> okay. So it's a 16. 16. So, um, what happens is you're calling wrong, you see Rune go and he, uh, goes and sits and leans on, like, each of the, like, Lodge's house, like, this balcony, kind of area where people lounge or talk or chat or whatever and um, so he goes up the steps and just kind of lounges on the balcony and um there's this moment where like um your armor like kind of like shh and then uh like he looks around behind him and then lucius just kind of like puts you like just kind of like steals you and uh you see rune kind of scan the area and then he turns around and goes back up the steps. Kara just does this like slow look to Blue, just like, I'm sorry. Just kind of nods. Um. So he's he. You, uh, let's have you do a, uh, you get up close and then you realize, like, you gotta find a place to hide, so do a survival check to find a place to hide! Come on. Yay! Survival is... Come on. <laughs> no bonuses. Ah, I got a 14! <laughs> Just a 14. There's no pluses. This berry bush seems fantastic. It's blue. I'm blue. Uh, Lucius just didn't roll that great out. He got like a 10. So the two of you are just kind of like <laughs> flexing around like in the, in the like bushes. And um. Natural. Pink mushrooms. And um. Like. <laughs> Rune looks over at you guys and just kind of gives you this look with like an eyebrow. And it's just like um. 
And then Lucius says, right, let's go in for a drink. Sorry, time. <laughs> like, Alright, fine, but I'm keeping the mushrooms. <laughs> Just bring it back to earlier conversation. Uh, yeah. Okay, here's some stuff. Oh, it's just after you get it. Okay. Uh, oh, that's pretty dang close. Okay. So, yeah, you and Lucius go and step up the stairs and uh, pass by Rune, who just kind of gives you a nod. It's like, evening, and then you two. Evening. Uh, step inside, and it's a, a bustling tavern. Things are... It's a it's a more quiet tavern, like, this is where the, kind of like the older folks go. You see people, humanoid, uh, humans who are, like, in their 40s, and then you go and, um, I assume you... Where, where do you want to sit? Do you want to try to find, like, a window to look at them, or some vantage point or something? She suggested they get uh, they get drinks to look like they are going in with the intention of getting something, or and that they just happened to you know peruse the bar. But the minute that they're at the bar, she just is like, <laughs> <laughs> you're clanging, you're clanging and banging stealthy knees. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the two of you kind of like shuffle. Lucius <laughs> actually will go and like get you um, a drink, and you guys bring it over. And he says, "Let's uh, sit over there." The finds a see. Oh yeah, he finds a really good vantage point. Okay, we will hop over to Candy right now. So. Uh, me? Yes. You? Me? Yeah. Party people. Party people in the house. So it's, um, you're pretty wound up from the evening. And, um, everyone's kind of like going here or there and departing. And you just would like to have some space to walk by yourself. You know, so you're. Just going to walk through Verkus. It's nice and calm, and during your walk, you pass through the cool forest and step through the moonlight mottled with leaves, and you hear the the chirping of a large colony of bats fly above you, and they flutter and swirl, and then you just like disappear into the forest. Uh, around you hear uh, owls hooting and uh, just like general animal noises, but it's it's kind of nice. It's um, almost like a, a dull white noise, and it's a. And you look up and you you see the stars in the sky and kind of reminisce a little bit. And it's around this time that you come to of uh, the fork in the road, which is where. Order and Erevan uh, and Lucius had departed, so like they are lodging. You know they're lodging in this nearby lodge, and there's a there's the front of the lodge that comes off from the road, and then behind it there's basically a lawn, 
And as you're walking, just kind of enjoying the evening, you hear your brother Orator shout, Aravan, you gotta be my horse! <laughs> and uh, you look around to make a perception check. Oh dear. Well, can you repeat for me what you said? What he said? Aravan, um, so Orator shouts, Aravan, you have to be my horse. You have to be my horse. Mm. Yes. Mm, I see. Yes. Well, perception wasn't that great today for some reason. I don't know. Um, so I have an 11. Okay, I mean, it, it takes you a little bit. Thankfully, I have really good perception, but I rolled really bad. It wasn't hard. He's being loud. Um, Thank goodness. You can, you, I mean, it's so easy sad. to assume he's had some drink and... You go around, and it takes you a little bit to just get around to the other side, and you see Aravan being chased by Ordor, who is literally holding a saddle, and he's just like, Aravan, you gotta be my horse. And Aravan's just like, uh, and Aravan's just kidding, you know, he runs behind this water trough, and he's like, yeah, because that would be, you know, being the drunk guy's horse is gonna get me really far in life. And... <laughs> And an order kind of like waves his saddle, it's gotta be you, man! And next, Aravan gives him this. It's, it's very it's very reminiscent of Trina, this expression in Aravan says, What about an actual horse? And Order says, No, they have no toes, so they can't balance! In order, and then Aravan's just like, Technically, the hooves are just one giant toe. And, and then Order says, See what I mean? It's just one toe! How can they balance? How do they, how are they gonna run? I mean, it's gotta be you, man. It's gotta be you. And. Can you have to interrupt this? Yeah. This great discussion. Yeah. She. Can I, can I do something? Yeah, hop in there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Okay. So, can, how far away am I right now? You're like. You're like, not that far. It's like 20 feet. It's like, you're always a backflip okay. away. Yeah. <laughs> oh, backflip is good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do that. But she's, she's going to do a very, like, like jog over to her brother and Aramid. She's like, Order! Where on earth did you get that saddle? She says in a polite like mom sort of, why are you doing sort of voice there? And she's going to, like, go and, like, up to Order, kind of, like, hold her shoulders and be like, hey! What's going hey, on? Buddy. What the heck is this? And he's just like, oh my gosh, sass your hair. And he's like, this is great. I first I find this saddle just stomp around. And then I mean it was on a rack, but there's no using it. But this is great because now now the three of us can play drinking games. It's no problem with just one. And he, he like attempts to like he loops his arm around Aravan, um, but like Aravan's facing the other direction, so Aravan is being forced to like walk backwards. And he tries to take you with him. So what do you do? Okay, hold on. Describe how we're situated again. Okay, so you're basically in the backyard of the lodge. On like a field. Okay, so like, arm thing. I have an arm around. I'm holding on to order. Yeah, yeah. So you're on the side. Yeah, so you're on one side of order, and then Aravan um, has been grabbed by order. Um, and um, but he like he just like grabbed the arm that was nearest to him. So like he 
He grabbed like the opposite arm, and so now Aravan is facing the other direction of you guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so like, and hand me you hooligan. <laughs> okay. To be honest, I'm just gonna cut. It was hard to hear you, Tiffany, but I'm gonna pretend that Order was slurring so much that Kiambi didn't pick up any sense of words that he was spewing out of his mouth. Um, and so Kiambi is just gonna like, I don't. Can I do like a weird sort of like half kind of grapple thing? Can I like flip out of his arm or like you know? Yeah, just make a way or something. Make a acrobatics check. Sounds like sure. an acrobatics check. Let's be fancy. I like being fancy. Yes. <laughs> Good. Next one, yeehaw. Oh, oh yeah. E very easily, you can do whatever you want with a natural okay. twenty. <laughs> Alright, so I'm probably just gonna like, like pull him like a little bit, like maybe like put my ankle around him, just kind of like spin him around so that way he's like, you know, fast enough that he has to let go of Aravan. And I can like look him in the eye and be like, sweetheart, I don't know what you're talking about. Do you think that maybe we should go sit down and get some water? Water is delicious. Have you, you ever had any water? Water is like, not to a beach. You should know a water. <laughs> Sleep. And, and Aravan's like, yeah, uh, water, water sounds very good. Water's great. Uh, so we'll have you make her make her perception. About whatever's going on. Make her persuasion check. Persuasion. How do I do that? Another not twenty. Oh, wow. Yeah, he, he's water in your. He's putty in your hands. I love that he's come up when they're not like life or death situations. Just like you know. Stop being drunk, my brother, and that's it. He's just like responsible sister roles are always the height. Yeah, and he goes, okay. I mean, all right. So um, he he takes you you take him back. Um, Aravind says, well, I mean, there's water in the lodge. That's probably best place to get it. And I know the lodge. Yeah, so you you go up the stairs to the lodge, and um, as soon as you come up the steps, there's this big, burly, uh, dude, and he, he walks over to your, uh, order, and he has just, um, curly brown hair, thick arms, he's probably like, um, like a farmer or something, and he looks at order and he says, you took my saddle! And then... He, he looks at order, and you're checking out my girlfriend! What's wrong with you? And, <laughs> and order's just like, no, man, I was checking you out. And then the farmer is just like, oh, um, this is very sudden. I, uh, <laughs> and you just. <laughs> and then there's this moment where the farmer says, wait a minute, I wasn't even anywhere near her! <laughs> and order says it's okay we'll take either of you and you just hear Aaron groan is there like a fight brewing here or what's going on uh, make an insight check yeah make an insight check to see it's not going to be very high so. is it a fight alright let me see what I got there Supposedly, she's very insightful, so I got a... Yeah, I got 23. Yeah, this, this farmer is furious. He's ready to... He's, he's 
ready. Throw hands. He's ready to throw hands. You see him okay. grab order. We can toss them. Uh, hold on. So, okay. So, she's thinking about her mother. Okay, so Kansi, uh, sees that this is happening here, and she's like, um, sorry, it's, like I said, it's hard to hear you. So, order hit on the farmer's girlfriend. And stole the saddle, hit on the girlfriend, and then said, oh, no, I was hitting on you. I was like, wait, I wasn't anywhere near her. And then it's just... Yeah, okay. he basically insulted this bard on, like, three times. <laughs> yep, yep. Bard disaster, I like that. I'm just gonna go ahead and just kind of, like, you know, step in between, like, hey, excuse me, sir, what's your name? I'm so sorry about my brother. He... He hasn't seen people in so long, he forgot how to act politely in public. So I'm so angry. <laughs> okay, um, make a persuasion check. Uh, um, I would say that disadvantage because Warder has made this man very upset. He's probably also making faces at him behind your back. Yeah, Warder is busy just like. Oh. <laughs> Alright, let's see. Um, Belligerent. <laughs> I got a 15. Okay, and, um... Okay, 15. So, like, you, you see, um, like, uh... <laughs> you see the farmer kind of, like, uh... Oh, yeah. You, you see him, like, okay, well... I mean, he said very rude things to me, and... That saddle, uh, he's like talking with you and um, saying like, that saddle, I worked on it for, for so long, and, and he goes on this long-winded explanation of how he makes saddles, and that's like his prize saddle, and, and things like that. Um, and next up, you, you see, let's see how... Uh, how order is doing. Okay, he, the whole time Pam, P is like, Pam, P is nodding, be like, yes, oh yeah, very yes. important words you are saying to me right now. Yes. Trying her best just to be polite enough to diffuse everything. Uh, Such a good big sister. I, yeah. So now I'm having, um, order make, um, basically Carissa's aids to be polite, and he failed. So, <laughs> you see Order just will be like, well, your saddle's dumb anyway, and he goes and just, like, throws breakfast in on, um, throws it at, like, this big orc in the corner who's just chomping on this mutton or whatever, and the orc's just like, how dare my food is ruined. <laughs> and he just like picks up a chair and like throws it back and, and then someone shouts <gasps> yeah you can deflect the chair yeah uh deflect the chair so we can uh, do the catch missile thing I guess I honestly don't know how to do it I don't get many chances to use it so I need to look at it um you can take the man out of prison. You can't take prison out of the man. He wants to start a riot. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I think you roll a d10. Okay. And, like, pretty much, like, if you reduce the damage to zero, then you could throw it back at them. All right, so you have to do a 
What, what, can I just like catch it? Like redirect it? Uh, yeah, we'll just have you do a dex check to make it easy. Yeah, okay. That sounds good. Alright, generic dex check. <laughs> Alright, 16. Uh, yeah, so like it mean, it's a, it's a drunken guy. Like you go in and you catch it, and um, but it was a really hard throw. So like it actually it actually like hits someone on the way and then you catch it and that person stands up and goes more fight and everyone just like starts picking up bottles and throwing them and you see just food spewing across the floor. So the next part can be treated as combat or as a skill check. So what do you want to do? Somewhere we hear a roar in the night and we obviously realize we're in the wrong bar. Yeah. He's probably just gonna try to do like a skill checker way to freedom, I guess. Okay, yeah, so what happens is uh as soon as someone as soon as someone shouts Barclay, Order just runs into the fray like like <laughs> it. And you see him just like getting like thrown across the room. So now you have to go across the room to like pull him out. So Kayanthi sees it just like, oh, forget it. At this point, she's tried so hard to avoid this situation. And right now, she's like, ah, nah. <laughs> So, uh, Kayanthi's just gonna try and like, avoid the fray and be like, all right, let's just see what happens here, I guess. So, um, you feel Aravan grab your hand and then he takes you over to this other turn table that's been overturned so you can avoid getting hit in the meantime by the flying mugs and and chairs. Thank you. <laughs> and then, um... Alright. Okay. And, um... Alright, well, I just have a, a quip. Yes. Um, so I figure, like, once Kanthi's there behind the table with Aravan, just be like, well, I wish I knew my brother well enough to say that I expected this, but also, I expected this. <laughs> <laughs> and you just see Aravan look at him and he's like, yeah, it checks out. This is pretty, pretty <laughs> on point for him. She's <laughs> like shaking her head, you know, like pressure points. Just, uh, let's figure this out. Well, I suppose we should go get him. As he kind of like peers around the, the table and um, he points over to where order is and he's kind of just like splayed across this um, couch in the far corner. So the two of you need to go to the other side. So we're going to roll the dice and see what happens. Alright, am I rolling with a specific modifier or am I just rolling a d20? Roll a d10! D10! Ah, okay. Three! Okay, so... Chaos here just sounds like the, the drum roll from uh, Seven Deadly Sins from the Flogging Molly. That's just like, that's the amount of chaos. It's like the drum roll in that song. that song. Thank you for reminding me of it. I'm gonna look it up right now. Also, Drunken Lullabies is really great for like, just drums in general. Like, love that stuff. It's so good. Drums are great. Fun, no sounds, no sound, no sound. <laughs> So, uh, you and Aravan nod at each other and, and begin to go across the... I don't know what the... So you got a three, okay. You're passing through this sea of people and you wind up 
next to this very excited bard who looks at everyone in this frenzy. He pulls out this big bag of bagpipes. And he just lets it wail right behind you. <laughs> so make a con check to... Um, Somewhere in this village, Kiara doesn't know why, but she feels disappointed. Like she's missing something. <laughs> she loves Fight Club. You know how much. Aaron Van got a three. So he's just like. I got a nat one. Yeah, the, the two of you just like have your heads like buzzing, like kind of like that cartoon when, when they just clash the. Hand symbols over their head. It's like that. Yeah, all days. Days. Your coloration is like going outside of your outline right now. Yeah, yeah. Roll the dice again. Roll the d10. Alright. Alright, nine. Nine, okay. Nine. Oh, yeah. So you, uh, you, the two of you stagger forward, still like ringing in the ears. And through your blurred vision, you see what you think is the barkeep. I mean, he has, like, that... You see him, like, take out uh, the uh, classic... You see him, like, doing the classic, like, clean clean the bottle. I mean, clean the cup, put it away. And he puts the, the cup away, pulls out a cudgel. And he, he comes out and says, who started this? And he looks at you and says, did you start this blondie? And so make it... Make your persuasion check at disadvantage because you you have this huge ringing in your ears. And I'm not hearing anything. I love it just like. Alright, persuasion at disadvantage. One was a nat 20, so that's not happening. Um, Come on, second nat 20. Persuasion? Yeah, yeah. I rolled an 8. Okay, so. I would hope so, but no. Pretty sure it's not advantage? I'm kidding. Okay, yeah, so, uh, what do you say to him? Oh, no. <laughs> okay. No, I, I was there, but it wasn't me! She's just like, you know, loud, overcarry her voice, you know, but... me! <laughs> and he eyes you! And, um... He, he eyes you, and he says, You look just like that elf guy! And then he goes, <laughs> No, I have hair! I have hair! <laughs> I have hair! <laughs> we'll see if Aravan does... No, I got hair! My <laughs> eyes are different, I promise! Aravan, um... does worse, because he just, um... Steps forward and says, "Sir," and then just um, like just trips on the floor, um, <laughs> just goes straight down, and um, graceless mongrel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you you uh, you feel the bartender like grab you by the hand and say like you better like what are you gonna do to, to like to make this and, like are you gonna pay for the damages like how do what do you do at this point do you wanna escape his grip for escape this is your time try and cry, cry on command far to where we were staying previously. Uh, so um, what is the likelihood I'm gonna run into this bar and this man again? 
Um, this is where order is staying. Oh no. Okay. Oh no, he sleeps in a doghouse now. <laughs> it's not a clean break. Okay. Okay. Dang. Okay. Uh... Well, is there still chaos around us, right? Yeah, there's still chaos going around. So roll another d10. I'm just gonna keep this ball rolling. Yeah, let's do that. Because otherwise, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm stuck. Six. I'm getting. I got three. I got nine, and I got six right now. Some weird rule of threes is happening here. Okay. Um. <clears throat> Come on, fifteen. Come on. <laughs> so it's at this moment that uh, from the side door, like. These huge gyrals, like about three of them, come just busting through the side door and like keep, they actually like pump, like pummel into the, the bar keep and they start just barking and being loud and disruptive. And as you can hear, like the like, the drunken rangers like whistling for their dogs to come to the, the fight, the dogs are just like they see the, the big gourd and, and being roasted on the spit. They're just very excited, and now you have a bunch of dire wolves. This airman is trying to like roll out of the way. Oh, distraction! Perfect. <laughs> he's he's stuck. Um, he's stuck in this pack of dire wolves, and you just see him like curl up in this ball. And uh, oh, no. um, you should like turn. You should like wild shape into something to escape. Like honestly. Okay. Yeah. Shout that to him. He's like, oh yeah. It's just, so you see him wild shape into uh, basically um, a snake, and he goes and just comes out the other side. <clears throat> so the, the am I stuck here too with these wolves? Uh, just make a dexterity check to get around them. All right, Dax, flip your way to victory. Yeah, backflip. So Ervan uh, just are you? Is Campy okay with snakes? Yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah, like, he kind of, we'll say that you just reach down and pick him up and just kind of, like, put him over your, and just, like, drape him over you like a scarf, and then you okay. go and just, um, you know how you can, like, just, like, do a wall run, like, over the wall, you know, you just kind of, like, yes. get up onto the table and, like, wall run over the, the wolves and land. Yes. And then Arabed comes off of you and shifts back, and... So roll, roll another one. Another D10. Another D10? Yeah. Oh god. Eight! We have broken the three rule. Eight. Okay. Nine, four. <laughs> so it's at this point! Oh, by the way. Yeah. By the way, sorry, quick question. Last time, did I get inspiration? I'm just trying to remember. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. Got it, okay. I, I thought I wrote it down, but I didn't. Okay, thank you. Continue. You... And, and so you, you come onto the other side of the Daredevils, and in the middle of this, this chaos, you see a well-weathered patron who sits quietly and goes about just drinking his drink, sips it, it. You see him kind of look around casually and duck here or there as projectiles swing around, and he just kind of like just goes about his day and like flips through basically the, the newspaper or whatever. <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make a perception check. Oh dear. I'd be looking at something. Ooh. I perceive all. Uh, I got a 22. Yeah. So you 
You look around and you can see a clear path to get towards ordering and you can just go around this guy. Mm-hmm. Roll another D10. Oh dear. I got another eight. What does that mean? Okay, we'll just go to seven. <laughs> so um, no, don't laugh, Tiffany. Don't laugh at me. <laughs> so you you chose this misfortune. I didn't roll for you. <laughs> well, you, you the path you saw was actually like going under tables. So you're on the you're on the floor crawling around. You kind of like wipe your hand as, you know, it touches probably, like, spilled ale or, you know. Honestly, honestly, I feel like uh, Aradan should have just stayed a snake <laughs> on top of it. Yeah, and, you know, he's, like, under the table and he says, you know, I, I probably should have stayed a snake. It's just probably a little bit easier. Probably, probably. It's just, like, <laughs> and you come across this, like, turns the horse, run! <laughs> Yes. <laughs> you come across this bus boy who's literally a boy. Like, and, you know, back then they had kids working at your ages. He's like 10. And you just see him, like, under the table, he has a platter in front of him, wide eyed. And he makes eye contact with you. And then you see him point um, as uh, this. Uh... <laughs> so we'll say you guys get through to the other side of the table and stand up. And then you see the little boy, and he points behind you. So you turn and look, and the um, one of the like chandeliers or candelabras that lights up the the um, the tavern comes like swinging down as one of the patrons like gleefully like strung at the end, just like ah! and it just kind of crashes down onto the table, and um, <laughs> you see it. <laughs> Like actually, like catch on fire a little bit. Airman just kind of like takes a towel and spots it out. <laughs> Respect. <laughs> go ahead, go home. Yeah. We're not home. We're at a tavern. Yeah. Only one option. Okay, and um. <laughs> go big or go home, and I'm all out of home. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> next up, you um, there are these two brawlers. Who are like in a scramble on the floor? Like, these two beefy people, they're both like really big ladies who are just like thick and they're, they're just punching yeah. each other. And no, then um, yeah. one of them. I'm like, like, betting on the phone, I think we win. win. No. <laughs> <laughs> For a moment, Chaotic yeah, forgets herself because she's really into No, yeah, no, that would, that would be Ellie. <laughs> she's like, yes, go! Yes! And, and Actually, like, you see Ellie hanging from, from the chandelier that's a little higher. Yeah, yeah, I keep fighting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what happens is one of them, like, picks up the other and throws her, and then she lands, and the floorboards act as a catapult and launch you into the air. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, so and, uh, and, uh, we'll see how well Aravan fares with that. Oh, dear. Okay, so, um... Well, into a canary. <laughs> he had to get above a 10 and he got a 10. So he also launches into the air with you, and the two of you just fly up to, like, the... And you see the second story, and you see this half-elf with the violin, and she goes, Yeah, yeah, fight, fight! I love fights! Why this duck? <laughs> you feel a strange kindred spirit next to her as you then land... So make a deck save to land. <laughs> Yay, I love cameos. Alright. Good lord, that was bad. Hold on, acrobatics. Let's do this. 
that was really bad roll. I was obviously just stunned by this kindred spirit there. Um, oh yeah. I rolled a total of nine. Oh, okay, so like, um... <laughs> so what happened? What happened was that there's a slow motion moment where like you reach the apex of your flight upward and you thought, you know, we could all be reading a book right now. <laughs> so what happens is what happened was that there's a slow motion moment where like you reach the apex of your flight upward and you thought, you know, we could all be reading a book right now. <laughs> I just had to go on a walk. So what happens is the second chandelier is cut loose and goes flying through the air and then hits both you and Aravan and you go careening into <laughs> you go careening and um, land behind the bar um, you guys I guess we'll take a little bit of damage you guys did like four points of damage just from like <laughs> okay and um, <laughs> but um, it's at this point where you stand up and you're like Wow, okay. And uh, luckily, um, you, you look to your left and Order is just there on the, the couch. So you made it to Order. So we'll say like the two of you go over to Order and Aravan says, you get one side, you get the other. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you just like rush out of there. Yeah, you take one arm, you take together, the two of you kind of just sneak out of there during the chaos and it's at this point we'll go to Ellie. Alright. Okay. Survived. <laughs> Somewhere Ellie's probably contemplating, huh, my friends are probably having a really peaceful night. <laughs> this is so peaceful. Oh, so peaceful. So happy. So good. <laughs> so Ellie, you are feeling a little restless. Yeah. Uh, your friends are kind of all out, and uh, you know you're at the Arnold Estate. You uh, walk around, and you gonna just peer into rooms. You see that there's a sparring room, lots of like just various weapons, and uh, you can see that there's basically a dance studio for Luna, mm-hmm. and you. Go around and yeah, I'll probably like trace my hand along like the. Uh, I would imagine there's like a railing, like yeah. since it's like a. Imagine Luna, yeah. Imagine Luna doing like ballet up against it. And you, you see this door that's always been closed. I'm gonna open it. All right, you open it. <laughs> You like look around. You like just are you sneaky about it? You look around and you're like. <laughs> um. Yeah. I I do like a once over. Uh. Just because I it, it's like it, like it, like the town is pretty lively right now with like the partying and just making sure nobody's watching. Okay. Do a perception check. Wow. I rolled a rolled a nine. All right, I think it looks good. So um, you don't see anything around. Just have um, the family dog Dozer gets up 
and um, he sees you. He comes over and uh, as you're opening the door, you. Uh, yeah, I, I lean into the dog to dozer, and I'm just like, don't tell anyone. Just told them what? Exactly. And I open it. Right, you open it. So on the inside, it's um basically you see a lot of family portraits along with um, basically incense and a prayer bowl mm-hmm. and some parchment and ink. Make a religion check. Oof. Oh, that's not. Uh, oh, that's, uh, 15. So, <laughs> you were raised by humans, yeah. so, um, you're, you're somewhat familiar with their religion of ancestor worship, and you, you come inside and look around, and you can see, you know that the, what the parchment is for is what they'll do is you write down the name of the ancestor that you're gonna pray to and ask for help. Mm-hmm. And then you write down like the thing you're gonna do to try to accomplish that that thing. Like if you uh, want to become like a, a great artist or something, you know, you're say you'll appeal to an ancestor that you think uh, would have insight on that, and then you write like, I'm going to do ten drawings a day, and then um you kind of roll that up and put it in the, the prayer bowl and burn it and then offer your, your prayer as that's burning. Mm-hmm. And the the act of burning the scroll basically like sanctifies the action that you're going to do. And um, it basically invites the ancestor to help. And... Uh, okay. <laughs> And so, like, basically, it's like a, a kind of like a journal, or like a tell me it has a bunch of pages, or is it just like a, a, a scroll? Or so there's yeah, it's like um, a notepad, but right. it's blank. You can tell like people rip, take out the, the paper and right. write in it, and then you look at the parable, you can see that there's burnt paper in it. Hmm. Okay. Um. This is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna rip out a, a piece of paper mm-hmm. from it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to leave the Arnold estate and um, just kind of find a secluded corner, just like in the woods. Okay. Yeah, you can. You yeah, just, I mean, um, there are woods everywhere. So yeah, it's fine. You just you see some bats and animals. Yeah, and I just find comfort in the silence of the night. I take the paper. Um, I take whatever utensil I can find, and I'm like. I know this is probably not how to do it, but I don't know what I'm doing anymore. And I I write into it. I write Bree's name. And then I, um, with like a, a little bit of um, druid craft, I make just like kind of like little like sparks, just like tss, tss, just to kind of set it ablaze. And, I don't um, think Dreamcraft does that, but sure. But sure. We'll let this happen. <laughs> it, it could, like, snuff out. I think it could ignite stuff out of flame. Anyways. Yeah, Dreamcraft. I mean, I mean, you... I, it's easy enough to say you just have flint or steel. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll do that then. Yeah. Um, 
and um, yeah, I would, I would think back to um, my my parents and whenever they worshipped, and how I would just like watch from the corner and like just observe, and so I basically just kind of set some rocks around. I set the um, the letter ablaze. And I just um, try to pray in the same way that um, my parents would. And um, close my eyes and try to feel something as I go. Bree, I know we're not of blood. We barely knew each other. Sorry for all that's happened. Now, I'll never get a chance to apologize to you. I hope you'll be able to go on and help your next ancestors. After, after praying, I just sit there and just watch the smoldering flame. <laughs> you, uh, you watch the, the flames smolder and the, uh, your old spirit friends come out and, uh, huddle around you. I look towards my spirit friends and I'm like why are people so hard? Just like they just didn't get the intent but they're like there's just like a hesitance on their end and they're like that's a loaded question. Yeah. I have no idea. (laughs) And I just I kind of cross my legs while well, like, I kind of like sit up put my face into my knees and I'm just like things are a whole lot easier when it's just us Yeah, I accept that. Yeah. 
and in a very motherly way, she strokes your leaves, your hair, mm-hmm. your leaves. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, you've grown up a lot. You think so? I think I'm the same height. <laughs> Well, if you ask me, the true indicator of of his experience or age would be how someone your eyes look. And then uh, she she looks at at your eyes and says, your eyes have a lot more determination than you do. Seems to be very timid. I don't feel determined. I feel unsure. It's natural to be unsure. It's living. What are you unsure about? I, I just don't know how to feel. I, someone's dead because of my fault, and it was my friend that killed him, killed her. And I, I'm mad and sad and angry and torn. I, well, if you don't know what direction to pick, then just experience all of them. I think you need to process the emotion before you really know how to feel. She, uh, <laughs> she, she looks at you and says, why do you feel guilty? Because... Because Luna's, Luna's my friend. And I feel like I sh- should be mad at her and should take out all of my anger, but I also... And I, like, look kind of shy um, at the ground. But I also love her, too. She's one of my closest friends. Do you feel... And so you feel that by being angry at her, you're betraying your love for her? I guess so. She just... Well, love is a complicated emotion. It's not that you're always happy with someone. It's that you're willing to uh, to be with them and support them no matter what they do. But they did something bad. Shouldn't I don't know. And just that they include that, that person. Well, no. And so... I know it wasn't her fault. She... She was cursed. But... Why am I still mad? She, she leans back and kind of looks at the stars and says, Well... It's pretty unfair. It's unfair that someone innocent and 
was caught up in the middle of these unfortunate circumstances. Being angry at that is like being angry at something like the, the wind being the wind or the forest fire burning things or lightning striking where it does. Some things are just beyond our control. Yeah, I guess death just happens. Well, death is natural. That's part of life. And then she 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 gestures around you and says, "All around us is part of life and death. Nature's own laws. That way, people die, they return to the earth." and give new life to it. And... I think the, um... It's like, I... I think... Yeah, and druids believe that people can reincarnate as, like, anything. Mm -hmm. So, like, a person, a plant, a, um, a elemental spirit, uh, an animal. And so they, you know, and when anything dies, new life is given. Yeah, and I look at the, um, my little spirit friends that have just been slowly drifting around. I guess that's true. And she, she points at Omdir and says, well, this one's new. Where did this one come from? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. been so long. Wasn't this back at the tower? This, I think it was actually, like, before the tower. You guys had, um, like, basically, like, free trap spirits in a cave, and, um, like, um, um, Umdir was born from the hope that you gave to them. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, you explain that. Yeah, I relay that, and yeah, and then when they were free, they Omdir appeared. And she says, so could you say that from the death of their fear was born hope? Yeah. So I guess through Bree's death, there brings forth new life. We just don't know what it is yet. That's what I like to think. And then she, um, she kind of, you know, she squeezes you close, um, she's almost like, she's like almost a, she's like an Andra, almost just a second on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she says, 
Gosh, I forgot what she was gonna say. <laughs> um. Oh yeah. I think you need to allow yourself time to process these emotions. And she kind of nods slowly, as I think we all do. I know that lawfully, Mark and I should hold Luna accountable. Um, but she's my daughter, and I don't want her to have to. I don't want her to. She says, I don't want my baby to go to jail. I don't know what they would do to her. Wait, she's gonna go to jail? Well, hopefully we'll be able to figure out a way to appeal to the court system of the kingdom. Um, with um, Mark in our corner, we have a good chance of... Uh, well, his idea is to appeal to the court and have Luna... Um, do service unto the country, given that she has gifts of magic, and it would be a waste to just have her sit in jail. And so, in that being, she would become a vassal of the kingdom. So, essentially, a, a knight in servitude to, like, um, pay off her debt to society. <laughs> and, um, basically, uh, and so... But, um, we'll deal with that when it comes back to us. I think Luna will have to eventually face that. As... Well, me and my friends can help out too, right? Like, we can... Of course. be able to go to the trial? Yeah, we can probably do witness accounts and we can appeal to the court of saying that um, GUD was cursed. Um, technically, we could register it under um, basically, basically because magic is an actual thing in this world, there's a thing called cursed crimes where um, the, it's examined and the um, basically give a lesser sentence because they really could not choose otherwise. Um, they did not. You know, it's kind of like um it's, it's almost like pleading insanity. Yeah. Momentary insanity plea, sort of. Mm-hmm. It's like, were I in, were I able to call upon my typical faculties, I would not have done this thing. I would not have caused quite a scurry. Yeah. <laughs> in a hurry. And you are you okay with ending this scene for now? Yep. Alright, we will go back to Jara and Lucius. Alright, so, um, you and, uh, Lucius are hanging out in the barn, watching Rune. Lucius sits back and says, Well, to be honest, this is the boring part. And he hands you some, like, he hands you, he holds out some jerky and says, Do some jerky? <laughs> Next. Nice. <laughs> It'll stick out. You show it. It's a little pepper on it. And um, time passes. Eventually, there's this drunken human woman who stumbles out of the bar 
and you can see from your vantage point that Brunit is talking to her, so make a perception check to hear. Perception. Oh, there'll be no pluses. And I got a two. I heard nothing but the of, of the noise of the tavern. I got a two. There's no pluses. My passive wisdom. Oh, wait. Oh, never mind. My perception is plus three. Bye. So what happens is you, um, you're trying to listen. And what happens is Lucius kind of, he grabs your arm and nods towards like this, um, there's this other side, um, so the lodge has really, like, large windows, and he mm-hmm. points to one, like, in the in the A-frame, so he points to one, and uh, you guys kind of go over to that window. He rolled, like, a, he rolled a 15, so he, he pulls her over there, and you lean against the, the glass and kind of crack it open a bit, and you hear, uh, basically, this woman who's, you know, gushing over... Rune and as he she says, oh, Rune, you're always so dashing, and he says, well, I'm just doing my job, ma'am. You're so kind to walk me home. Oh, just, this is so kind. And I thought you had work tonight. And he says, oh, well, I was able to have someone cover for me. And uh, make, make an inside check. Plus three, that's 15. He is. There is not a straight bone in this man's body. He's just like, yep. I'm, gonna, yeah, I'm just gonna ask for you. Oh, no, you really need some water. I'm gonna, yeah. And um, you see them walk down the stairs, <laughs> and she sort of babbles on. So you guys need to make stealth checks again. Oh, oh, I love that. My stealth is a plus two, right? Yeah. Uh, it's a 14 again. <laughs> it's that armor. Gotta love that armor. Gotta love it. And then Lucius kind of looks at you and says, Do you want a baby stash stuff at all? Or do you want to keep it on? Okay, we could, basically, you could like keep your distance and you probably won't mm-hmm. notice, or you could stash the armor. I could stash it. Right. I think the tavern owner will hold on to it for me. Yeah, like, easily enough, um, you take it off. Yeah, you take it off, and, um, there's, yeah, sure, there are lockers, why not? I mean, they have, it would make sense if they're, like, have, they want to, um, like, lock up weapons or whatever, so you just, the the coat rack, whatever, you know, you have your tag. You ever take it, you come back, um, and, uh, you look around, you spy Lucius, who kind of waves you down as he's, like, behind this, this tree, and the two of you are following Rune. The, the woman babbles on about how she's this toiling laundry maid and woe is me and how she wishes for a big strong man to come rescue her and he's just doing that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kiara because she has all the class in the world just like all maybe you should be hitting up his boyfriend for that <laughs> <laughs> just 
mutters under her breath because she's totally professional, but like she's being selfish. Like, like, you like break Lucian for a minute. She's just like... <laughs> he just like looks at you and he's just like... He does that and she just is... <laughs> and, uh... She loves going on missions. <laughs> Just lay down right there. <laughs> and so, uh, it's at this point, you need to do perception to try to find another advantage point. Ray's having a rough night. And that is a 11 plus perception, right? Yeah. Three? Yeah, that's 14. Oh, I mean, like, with the two of you, I mean, it's a house, you kind of just sort of like, all right, um, you kind of go around trees, trees. you you look at, from this side, you can actually, like, um, see him, like, through the window as he turns right, and then you go to the right side of the house, and, um, there's this other window that has just a little bit of the curtains parted, you can kind of, like, peek through it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, make a stealth check, too. Oh, Graham. Jerry, you're by the window. Net 20! Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, shed the armor and immediately... <laughs> yeah, the two of you go on either side of the window, kind of, like, just peer through that little, like, crack between the curtain and the glass. You can see her... Just near chameleons. <laughs> Yeah, you see her just like flailing around and being f a fussy drunk, and like just, it's, it's embarrassing. It's very sad. She like doesn't want him to leave, and at one point she has to barf, and he like luckily gets the watchman over in time, and it's just a mess, and just you know, it's you feel secondhand embarrassment, and um, then she cries, and Rune just grabs her by the shoulders, and. Uh, make a perception check. That is a 13 plus 3. That's 15. Yeah, you catch. You see his red eyes, like, just flash. First thing, it's just this little flash. And he says, sit. And then Toria just sits. And then he gives her this 
washcloth and he says, wipe your face. And she kind of like, like aggressively like wipes her face, but misses this whole other, like, but misses like half of the puke and he sighs and says, again. And then she wipes the other way and it says, great, lie down and sleep. And then she robotically just, like a puppet on a string, just like gets in the bed and lies down. And um, hmm. it's at this point that you see Rune turn to look out the window, and with your stealth, we'll see you guys step out of the way, and you can hear him stepping towards the window. Um, and like you guys just kind of like sink into the shadow a little bit more. I say like you got like it's kind of horrible. And that's twenty. Yeah, with that twenty, like. <laughs> Rune, you can, like, like, from the floorboards creaking, you sense, you kind of get the intent that he was looking outside, and then um, you hear the little shh of the the curtains closing, and you kind of look back up, and the curtains are fully closed at this point, so then Luce just, like, points around, and um, the two of you go in around the back, and... There's a, a second window, but it's like a decorative circular one that's high up. Mm-hmm. So you need to somehow get up to the window to look through it. I got an acrobatics check. <laughs> okay, um, um, he'll, he'll, he'll like some paneling. I can just yeah, Lucius will like kind of um, give Lift you he'll, he'll, he'll give you like a little foot up. And... Mm-hmm. All right. So I can do my acrobatics plus? Yeah, I need to work the day. Alright, so 13 plus 5 versus 15 plus 5. Dirty 20. Yeah, so like the two of you very easily kind of meld together as both of you knew the same maneuver as being crap. Yeah. Yeah. Similar training, it's just translates really Yeah, nicely. like... You oh, and look at all these Lego pieces. They just fit. They together. just fit. Yeah, I mean, the drow have their problem, but dang, their military is trying to whistle. So you you get up there and peek in. You, while you're, you're climbing, you hear just more floorboards creaking and there's a rustling of sheets. Um, this mumbled, sleepy groan from Toria. You peek through the window. And you can see Rune kneel over Toria, and then in his practiced movement, he tilts her head to the side and just plunges at the neck. You watch silently as white figs pierce her and red blood trickles free. And then he pulls away. You see him put a hand to her neck, and there's this flash of magic. The um, bleeding stops. He does a secondary motion, and you recognize this is prestidigitation. The blood is cleaned, and then he um, like puts the blanket over her. You see her just kind of roll over, and after that, he um, he takes a step towards the door, and you see him just kind of vanish. And you keep watching, you see the door, like, creak open. 
She looks down and she takes that like she can't see him as a oh no. Bug out. <laughs> Bug out. Quietly. She does this thing and she does this like little practice hand movement where it's just like I'll go quietly. Okay, so then he, he kinda like helps you get back down and the two of you go and um just peek around the corner and you see the, the front door open and, and shut. And you you can listen and you hear footsteps just like stepping on so that they're very light. Mm. Very, he's a very light foot. Um, just like the faintest like puff of like dust on the trail is um walks down and then a little ways like down the path you you can see him reappear. And Lucia says Lots of invisibility if I ever saw. Yeah. And, uh, I think under the eyes was something right before the thing with the fangs. And he's just like, ah, vampire. Hmm. Seems like. It's just like. It's probably just a. Just a. Can't be over a century. He's probably a young vampire. Um, <laughs> and we'll go to Campy and Airman. So. <laughs> yeah, the two of you are um, taking order over to, um, I guess, a new lodging place. <laughs> You can't stay here anymore. You can't go home and you can't stay here. It's great. So, um, <clears throat> Aravan looks at you and he says, well, where should we, where should we take him? Do you think the Arnolds would be okay with him there? Or? Uh, honestly, as long as he remains blissfully unconscious, we should be okay. But I'm a little, uh, can I look at him to see how injured he is? Yeah, you can do a medicine check. Order and Erevan, I'm looking at them both being like, alright, what, what's the damage? Yeah, just go. Okay, let's check. Alright, one sec. Alright. I don't have to be smart, I just have to roll well. Um, okay. Okay. I got a 10. Erevan's just a little bruised. Um, okay. Order uh, is also bruised. You... He's just considering like we've been flung across a bar. Yeah, like he's he's definitely gonna like feel that in the morning. Um and um he's got some like real nasty bruises, but you don't think anything's broken. Um okay. and he's just like it's just like uh it's just dead weight in your arms. <laughs> okay. All right, all right then. Okay, now that I've done my assessment, um, Count B is gonna be like, well, hopefully they're close enough by here. Let's go take them that way and see what will look out there. Yeah, so the, are you taking it back to the Arnolds or? Yeah, to the Arnolds. And, and along the way, if we like, can we like stop and like rest and put order down? Yeah. Clark <laughs> Like rest them on a tree stump or something. Yeah, yeah. You walk along the way. There's a. Okay. There are a number of tree stumps, like just on the path, onto the right. side. 
because they yeah. clear your okay, throat. Okay, we're gonna put them down on one. Yeah, you just gotta like swap them over on one. Alright, and then uh, Kathy is gonna look at Aravad and see the bruises and be like, oh, I bet that wasn't very good. Just like go up to him and like your hands raised ready to like do the healing spell. Okay, well, let's see if he can like maintain his composure. Yeah, there we go. That's what I'm going for. Yeah. Oh, he did pretty good. Hey, um, you see him like. Um. Well, like holding his. I'm like, I'm, I'm giving him like a check just to get a closer look, right? Yeah, she's checking him, and he's standing like pretty still, and um. Like, there's a moment where her eyes meet. And, uh, you're just... What color are his eyes? They're brown. They're like a mm. rich... Uh, Love rich warm brown, brown with yeah. little, like, honey colors in it. Oh, that's nice. Okay. So, Kathy, like, she, like, maybe her, like, smile, like, turns up, like, a little bit. And then she'll, like, uh, suddenly she'll frown and she's kind of like, oh, well, I, thankfully you're okay. And then she's kind of because like I imagine that his eyes are a lot like Tarina's eyes and so that's what Tarina had green eyes okay that I lied just knowing the fact that they are well, siblings okay. yeah like you, you look at him because of the sibling relationship with Tarina yeah yeah you, you look at him and he um, has dashing eyes and the, the wind caresses his hair and you um, see just like there's this little hint of a smile as you look at him, and you recognize that it's an expression that Trina would have. There you go. Okay. The little crooked smirk. Okay. Yeah, okay, so, okay, Althea is just, like, you know, just, like, having, like, a decent time, just, like, and watching, you know, and then just sees that and just, like, kind of, just, like, this, this heavy guilt is just like, oh, I should probably just not cause him any more trouble and walk away. That's great. Uh, yeah. That's all I want to do. <laughs> you don't see it, but he like reaches out to you. It's just that shot where he reaches out and and he says, "Yeah, I'm, I'm okay." Um, and uh, there's this um, moment where. Uh, uh, so, um, Aravan says, he calls to you, he says, oh, hey, Kayanthi, I, um, I, uh, I wanted to talk to you about something, and it's kind of, you see him kind of like, just avoid eye contact, and, um, he looks in your eyes, and he says, you know, I just really, and uh, all of a sudden, order pops up, and he breaks out his mandolin, <laughs> and he says, yeah. "Baby, sis, I wrote a song for you." <laughs> and then he, he's he's like small and simple, copper petty, fell away and hit the ground. Struck by winds and under porches, no one wanted that. And anyway, he like heaves his great drunken side. <gasps> little Julie, little Julie, not so little anymore. Has a mean punch. We're gonna run up to him. We're gonna run up to order. 
put hands on his mouth be like, that's yeah. enough for you, that's enough today. Yeah. Heavens, when did you come up with that? That's so talented. It's so strange. Just enough sugar for you, sweetheart. And <laughs> <laughs> Airman uh, kind of like fishes through water in pockets and gives you the lyrics. And he says, you're actually, actually pretty sweet. And, um, <laughs> okay. It says, uh, little Juliet, little Juliet, not so little anymore. Cousin being punched in a good bunch. At her back now evermore. Little Penny, little Penny, smudged and dull and dusty gray. Watched and waited for a new chance, but it never got it anyway. Little Julie, now Kayanthi, took to the dusty ground. Saw Penny, thoughtful dandy. Now the two are inseparable, and at the note, it's, oh, at, at the bottom it says, I'm the penny. Was <laughs> 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 like scribbling this while he was like passed out on the couch while I was like life or death dodging you, yeah, you damn it. toppled over another person who was fighting, and then was just like, oh, I have an idea. Can I borrow your napkin? Thanks. He's he's one of those drunk philosophers that's yeah. just like, oh yes, a I know. Yeah, there's, I love it. There's notes and like scratched out lines like all over. You kind of look at the paper; it seems like it's been opened and closed several times. So he's probably been working on it for a little while. Yeah, he's, oh, he's a poet. He didn't even know it. <sighs> my heart. Oh. So now we're going to get him a nice babysitter. So <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kathy's reading the lyrics and she's just like, oh. Sweet. And she kind of like, like gives like Aravan a look because maybe is like order passed out again. Is he still conscious? Um, he's kind of just laying out. This boy is like, let him like lay there and be like, yeah, like you push him back down. He's like conscious, but he's like, wow, the stars are nice. He's, he's, he's sleeping it. Yeah. All right, he may as well be asleep. He's, he's still out of it. She's just like one hand on her chest, and she's just like. I've never had a song written about me before. I and she like doesn't know what to say. She's just kind of like she feels kind of unworthy of a song written about her. And, she's like, and Airman just says, "Well, I and I think you're worthy of a song. Not just one. I mean, I, if I had a talent for it, I'd write you a lot of songs. Really? Oh." This oh. <laughs> is this is like flicker of panic. Okay, yeah, that's just, a normal thing. Yeah, she can she probably get him. I I suppose we could. Um, yes, uh, I will hold this. And she takes the lyrics and puts it in her like a belt wrap, whatever she's got going on there, and she yeah, goes right over to order again. So um. You, uh, have, like, I just want to try to figure out where... Okay, we can do that. Alright, okay. Alright, so... You kind of shoulder, um, forward again. And he's walking, like, more at this point. Um... And... guiding him down the path now. Okay. And after walking, Irvin says, "You know, it's uh, 
pretty nice here. Do I reply? Do I reply? Yeah, you can reply. Okay, okay, I'll reply. I wasn't sure. It was a long pause. Um, yeah, can't think of it. Just be like, it is nice, and it's, it's, it feels unique almost compared to all the bustling places I've been before. Reminds me a bit of the monastery where I trained. Did you train for months? Okay. I gotta be honest, I don't remember. It was probably like a couple years if you think about it, yeah? Yeah, yeah, I was like... Two, three? Yeah, I'm like, I'm almost five. Okay, so like two or three, but for like the life of an elf, it's like, boop, so it's just like, oh, not long at all, but I trained really hard, and what I really enjoyed was just, I don't know, the camaraderie. The, everyone was there for each other. It was nice. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of how people are here. Don't. It's like I don't really know exactly what that's uh, like. It's just like, uh, I, uh. Well, suffice to say, uh, childhood wasn't exactly great. Uh, and I'm sure you know, like, you. You were raised by, uh, like, upper-class elves. And there's always- there's always so much more going on than even I would even realize. I feel as though I just kind of missed everything. Well... It's weird when you're... Yeah, I know what you mean. He, uh, kind of, like, hesitates and is like, Yeah, uh, her dad was... It's funny that it's, like, hard to talk about it, but, like, he wants to talk about it. Um, it's like... Akantha's gonna do that thing again where she, like, looks and listens and nods. Uh-huh. Uh, encouraging. Yeah, uh, dad... Father. He called him father. Well, I don't know about you, or if this is normal in elven culture, but he kind of looked at myself and my siblings like he would some trained animal. Like, uh, he was assessing us for some sort of grand purpose. Not like people here look at their kids. Um, I, I guess I always figured it was so uh, we could become the grand like, prodigy, prodigy druids that. He so desperately wanted us to see. So you had pressure then? Immense. Um, home wasn't. He's like. You see him think, and he's just like. Do you know what it's like to uh, kind of be raised by a sibling and not a mom? <sighs> Very much so. I. To be honest, I don't have much dealings with my actual parents. I mostly was there with uh, my sister and my older brother, uh, my other older brother. But even then, it was just, I was a baby the whole time, even when they were all grown up. Yeah, I am. It's like, mom was, uh... 
was pretty much gone when I was like seven. She, uh, she, after Terrain was born, she fell into a coma and dad just sent her away. She just wasn't needed anymore. And, uh, oh. I, um, I wasn't allowed to contact her or ask how she was doing. He looks up and he's like, I wonder how she's doing now. I can actually do Kayanthi doesn't really respond, but she's like thinking about like, she's like, well, to be frank, she's never really thought about her her actual parents so much because it's just never been a part of her life. Um, and everything that she's heard about them has just been like, oh, they're busy, they're somewhere else. Yeah. Um, and so now she's thinking about like, you know, what she could do. Like, she, uh, she thinks about her siblings all the time, but she doesn't really know what to do next about it. They feel like untouchable almost. Yeah. But she didn't say any of that. She just keeps listening. He, it's like, and he looks over, uh, and he's like, yeah, and, um, so, I don't know, I guess it kind of filled in Nivalia to Teresa's, and then she was, uh, five years older. You all were half-elves, yes? Yeah. My sister is 300 years older than me. And, uh, she... I know it's hard to comprehend. I am alive. I've been alive for a hundred so far. Um, but alas, let's see. Also, like mild flash of panic. He's like a hundred. Very sad. He's like, I mean, that's that's nothing for else. I mean, this is just out of character, but for being a hundred year old, she doesn't have much life experience. So I'm bad at being an elf, but we're just gonna keep going beyond that. Anyway. Um, it's okay, Kira. Mm-hmm. You're not much as you're not much older than Kira. You're fine. You're like, yeah, you, you you and I are like the same age. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's she's just gonna say this offhand, um, and when she sees like the shock in his eyes, she's just like, this is how it is with the elven culture. I imagine it's quite different than for those who are half elf. Honestly, most of the culture I knew was elven. Because I, I mean, I was, it's just like, uh, I was just born on the other side of the border, actually. Um, it's kind of like, wow, I feel like I'm born like 20 miles south and just, anyway, yeah, um, I'm, even even then, like I, it just was kind of. We didn't really get visitors. It was just myself and Duvalia and our brother, um, Theron, and uh, Tarina. Um, oh, and we kind of adopted this servant kid named uh, Lucian. It's just uh, the five of us in our support group kind of trapped in dad's little world, father's little world. It's like, I always thought it was strange that we were so isolated. And it's like, I don't know how the father enchanted the land, but pretty much 
makes it hard to find the house. And even if you wanted to return, it would be difficult? Even though it's uh, apparently not too far from here? Uh, yeah, I mean, I have never tried to return, so I couldn't really say. But all I know is that it's um, harder to find. Um. <laughs> I know how you feel. The knowledge that your home is there, but also it's nowhere you want to be. I understand how that is. Yeah. And, um... And pauses and it's just like, I don't know, I just... It's a, at this point, you're at the RL Alps, and, uh... You see Ellie and Jade uh, walking up, and, um... Jade says, Oh, do we have another guest? Oh, yeah, these are my friends. And I, I introduced them. And it's like, This is Aravan, and this is Keanthi. They came with me and Luna. The one sleeping is called Drunk. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, and we have someone who's very drunk. And she's just like, mm. Yes, very much so. I believe somewhere down the road there's been a bar fight. I will not take responsibility, but we were there. <laughs> she just she just smiles. She's like, it's pretty commonplace, sir. Don't worry. And she opens the door. I remember it tomorrow. She opens the door, and uh, you guys walk in. Is is order just kind of like draped on someone's shoulder, or how's? Well, he's like walking with us. Okay. I figure we He's like have half asleep at this point, like enough to like kind of like fumble with them. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. So like, I I'm gonna go up to Kianti and be like, "Hey, I'll handle order." And I'll be, like, I like I I catch him, and then like he just like kind of topples on top of me, and I'm like, "Guys, guys, you might help me out." As I cast. Um, Enhance ability on myself and give myself an advantage on strength. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Do it. Good luck. <laughs> Roll for your strength, then. Okay. Roll for your strength. Fire him. <laughs> oh, that's not bad. I rolled a 15. Oh, yeah, you can pick him up. You can definitely just pick him up. It's, like, awkward because you're shorter than him, so, like, you, you try to, like, hold him over your shoulder... But he, remember how we meet? Canonically, he has like a very broad shoulders. Yep. So what you do is you wind up just princess carrying him. Oh! <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. And then uh, you see Jane just beaming, and she's like, oh, "You've come so far." And uh, she says, "Come, we'll um, just put him in." We have a. They should have like another guest room, actually, according to the map that they kind of made. So mm. we'll just throw him in the, the guest room. And she mm. says, I'll take out the nice lid, though. <laughs> so this is what we're going to As Ellie is carrying my big bald bard brother away, princess wise, Triple B. she's going to be like, first she's going to be like, kind of like hold her hand like I should help, but then she realizes. Ellie definitely got this, and she's just like in shock. And yeah. looking at Aravan, just like, well, I, our job got easier. It yeah. takes a village. That takes care of that. And we're gonna jump to the routine. So, we haven't visited Luna. 
and they can ask me to just do a brief scene. So we're going to jump over to the daffodil fields, where um, just Luna and Falak just received their visions of their past lives. Luna is holding the rapier in her hand and examining it and just kind of like... Actually, no, she's not doing that yet because they were um, hugging at the end of that last scene. So they're hugging, and then you see Glock Glock kind of like steps back a little bit. Says, I think Euro is a hugger. Not that I, I don't like hugging you. I, I like hugging you a lot. Um, um, yeah, the, the, those are words. Luna's... Uh, you see her um, crying, and uh, she says, yeah, but I let you die in our past lives. <laughs> and it's all my fault. And as she recalls it, I just I couldn't get through the crowd fast enough. It's just I had I had healing hands ready. And I watched you die right before I got to you. And I just I should have done more. I should I should have done more. I should have tried something else and and Skolak puts his hands on her shoulders and says, Hey, hey, and shakes her. It's alright. Do you remember what we would say to each other? When we were living on Euro? She seems to remember. She rolled a three. She does not. She's just like, We said a lot of things, Skolak. I don't know what you're talking about. And it's just, Don't let each other die. <laughs> He's like, no, we said we'd always find each other. And she she stops and, and looks at him and just briefly <sighs> they, um, she kind of considers that and says I don't want you to dwell on stuff that's in the past. Can't change none of that. We're just gonna be. Let it go. It's okay. I don't want you to be caught up in the past, and especially when we we found each other again. So let's just look forward to our future together. As. You know, it's, um, we can all focus on what we still have, not what we've lost. But, you know, what we have is, he turns this bright shade of, of purple, and she says, you know, our love. And she says, aww, love you too. And then, uh, <clears throat> They kind of share a little moment, put their, their heads together. And he says, Oh, this is. Yeah, kind of looks more embarrassed. It's gonna be kind of silly, but I, um. I, uh. I kept one of the socks you left behind. And she's like, What? I mean, I washed it. It's not gonna keep your dirty sock. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wash it. Okay. Uh, and I held on to it, because. I, uh, you know, it's a little blue one, but. You know, the lace that your dad always wants to get you, and she's like, oh yeah, dad always wants to get me those imported socks. And he's like, we had a discussion about this, Bumpkin and I. 
he's like, well, the thing is, I, um, I held on to it because I felt like I, you know, you feel like you've grounded me your whole life. And having your wee sock with me just kind of grounded me a bit. She's like, oh, that's, that's weird, but also very sweet. And he's like, well, I also put things in it that you left behind, like these hair ties that I actually think are pretty useful and you'll take them out of and um, he like ties up his own long hair and he's just like, okay, excuse me. She's like, it comes from a rubber tree. And she's like, focus, man. It's okay, Um. So, you know, and um, there's this like little moment where he, um, it's, it looks like he's gonna pull something out and then he doesn't pull it out. And he says, yeah, and then I'm just gonna hang onto this for a little while longer. It's just like, yeah, okay. You can hang on to the sock if it makes you feel better. It does. It really does. It's uh, my sock, though. It's my sock, man. <laughs> my lady's favor. <laughs> and then they, they smile at each other, and Luna sort of sways as uh, she's hit with basically two levels of exhaustion because she just had a bunch of levels poured into her. And, um,. Then Galak catches her and kind of lays her on the ground. He says, hey, let's just um, take it easy for a little bit. She sits down and says, I'm pretty winded too. They then sit and do some stargazing as uh, the wind rustles by and bats chirp in the distance and Galak's dog, Koo, kind of sniffs around and eventually does the dog circle like four times and then sits down next to them. Then we'll jump to Karen, which was good. Oh no, party. So, Ruin takes a step in. He's walking down the path, you're following him, and then he takes a step into the woods. Look at each other. Time to roll stealth again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is a 15 plus 2. Okay, so. But here, this dice is like, I want to hang on to these middle rolls. I'm like, think? Think? So, what happens is, um,. Lucius just rolled really bad. He rolled like a like a seven total. So you oh, can nice. either catch him and um, uh, have to do a perception check to find Rune again, or let him fall. Um, it's an automatic thing. She wants to catch him, so okay. Um, yeah, he, yeah, he's just like he didn't. Uh, he his foot like got caught under this root, and he just was like. You see him like forming a bunch of curse words on his mouth, and you just never catch him. He has just tense moment. And you're gonna write it back up. And you look around, so he's gonna perception for Rune again. Uh, he's invisible. That's uh, a 15 uh, in total, not a roll. <laughs> a, that's a total, it's a 12 plus 3. Okay, so, I mean, it takes you a little bit, you actually get, like, a little frantic, and, um, but eventually you do, like, spot him, because he has white hair, mm. and, um, then you begin to pick up the trail again, 
and um, so you see him, you get you um, close within the distance behind him, you follow him, and suddenly there's this really cold wind as uh, Broom actually stops in his tracks and looks around and then this colony of bats, just a massive colony of bats, begins to swirl in the immediate area. And um, the moonlight is actually nearly blacked out with the sheer number of bats flapping and chirping and the small creatures making all this noise actually turns into a drone. So make a wisdom save. Oh yes. That was not 20. I don't think I can hire on this dice. That was a five. Yeah, it was a five and a 20. So it's with advantage, right? Yep. So both you and Lucian, like, this is a 20. You like, have your ears kind of like fling out of just it being annoying, but you've managed to keep your mind steady. Mm-hmm. And there's this voice, like, silk on skin that just washes over you. It says, Really, I'll hear anything. Oh, no, no. 
Rune stands very still as the woman in crimson taps her finger on his nose. Rune here wants to be a good boy. You see Rune visibly suppress you with her as she says, Forgive me, I really like you here. She begins to walk around him like a wild cat stalking its food. What is so fascinating that you will call Phil and I seem to get you? Yeah, clear. She sighs and then her eyes just flash this deep red. She almost kisses at him. back becomes rigid. You see kind of like, like a puppet being pulled taut. Says, his name is Lionel. How do you dog him? I do love him. Mm. And the, the, the elven woman in green just kind of rolls her eyes. She's just hot. He's hot to make him want to hold you. In crimson, kind of sighs and taps her lips as she paces around the stock still room. Very tense moments pass by as this glacial. She takes her time. And finally, she says, "Fine." She's tired of laying already. This place smells like dogs. It's about time you smell It's about time you sighed someone anyway. And then uh, Rune's posture relaxes and he drops his, to his knees and says, Good gracious lady. Yeah, yeah, I'm on What is up? And she stops. And then she, um, while, while they're talking, uh, Lucius kind of leans over and looks at you and says, <laughs> and she just sort of like her eyebrows do this thing where like uh if they were if they had trained together at the academy this would be the look that they gave each other it's like oh well that sounds like a good idea if they really want to fight about it's like they really want to find a good fight like it's it's kind of like in like a it's like, oh, well, I hope they're sure about it because they're going to find a big bargain. Like, she doesn't say that, but, like, the look is like... But at the same time, uh, like, she has that sort of grimness about it. It's like, oh, could be a problem. <laughs> she doesn't curse... Yeah, she, she does have this cursory look at the sky, like, oh, all right, but they're going to have to do it under the cover of darkness. <laughs> you're about to um, get up and ready to go, you just feel this as the woman in green is right next to you guys. She says, crying eyes. Uh, can I can I immediately cast darkness? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, the minute she sees a, fl- a, a flicker of someone just throws up darkness and then just... Yeah, <laughs> we gotta go. Go, go. Yeah, so, um, 
you you just you cast darkness, and then um, you uh, feel Lucius stand up next to you. Um, what do you what do you do? Do you, are you gonna book it? I book it in one direction. Um, Lucius, uh, like, and uh, she's holding on to Lucius, but um, he'll probably feel something uh, slide over her wrist and over his and thump to the ground and uh, start hearing, like, this plodding sound as it goes away. Her familiar is now running along <laughs> in a different direction. <laughs> and she is cat and... Um, on it, she is casting uh, dancing lights so that the minute it does break free of the um, of the darkness, uh, suddenly there's just these bright lights that sort of like pop around it, mm-hmm. and it's just going in a different direction. She's like, oh. <laughs> and she's going in a different direction. Okay, so I gotta go. You, you and him, like just book it. You run. Yeah. You hit. You head for the hills. Um, yeah. Could try to be stealthy about it. I'm not sure if it'll work. They're pretty fast. So, um, I got misdirection. What do we got? You, um, you're running, and you hear the flutter of bat wings above you. Snap. (laughs) (laughs) As they just kind of like swirl down in front of you where you're running, and both of them appear. And are just like, we can fly. Hate it, hate it, hate it. Oh, me. So then, um, roll for initiative. Yeah, uh, yeah. Roll for initiative. Uh, roll for initiative. Oh, that's a 14 plus. Where'd my initiative go? Oh, that is a 16. <laughs> okay. Keeping to a theme here. <laughs> He got heckin' startled. Yeah, he's just like, oh, oh gosh, oh why? No. Oh. Oh. Smash cut to county. I feel like at the very least we should get a break to stand up and walk around and stretch our legs. And um, he goes and Lucius you down this this path. It's, a, it's an animal trail. It's off the uh, Arnold grounds. Jinx is with you, the cat. She's um, she's been with you the whole day. I just forget to mention her. I didn't like write yeah. online where like she's here or there. But isn't she, isn't she a black cat? Yeah, she's a black cat. So she's like she's like in the shadows. Yeah, she just kind of like pops up and. Or if, like, if, if this was an animated cartoon, Jinx would just be wandering around the scene, interacting cutely and funnily with whatever's happening. Yes. Terraban leads you down pathways into the wilderness on the outskirts of Rukas. Owls blink in the darkness and the scattering of leaves dance on a phantom wind. It's calm. The moon is shining brilliantly at a half-state. And lazy whispering clouds float by in a canvas of stars. Caravan says, it's uh, not far, it's just right over here. And you pass by some farmhouses and see the occasional flickering torchlight of a distant night watch. And Jace trails behind you closely as her tail twitches and she kind of surveys everything around you. 
you pass the glade of an open field of tall grass and the trees part just enough to see through the hills and what lies beyond them and you glance around and you can see there are these boulders of all sizes just kind of like thrown haphazardly around and Make a just make an intelligence check. Oh gosh, Chianti, okay. intelligence check. I'm sorry, I know this is like a mood we got going on here. Do you hate me? What's going on? <laughs> it's not that important. It's an order. Okay. All right. Okay. Well then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got a ten. Even. That's it. You um. You're just like, hmm, these are rocks. I guess people just move them here to get them out of the way. Type thing. Um, and Aravan uh, goes and climbs one of the rocks that has this flattish surface, about like five feet tall. You climb on top of it, just for you to come up and like. I'd like to think that he like offers his hand, but you just like backflip up there, or, like whatever reason. <laughs> I just, I just gotta I do a tip like, like do a little bounce before he can give his like reach out to hold my hand. He's like, oh, okay, it's kind of that's fine. I'm just you know making the air with my hands. Take the temperature of the wind. I love doing things to subvert him. It's just so funny. <laughs> like you thought you were smooth? No, Chaosy is invincible and oblivious. This poor guy. She thinks around you too, you know. It's like playing rock paper. It's like playing rock paper scissors, but every time like someone lowers their hand, there's like a lunchbox, a book. That's like, singing your song. <laughs> this is not how you play this game. <laughs> I'm so confused at the rules. It's just kind of like slow, like blink nods, and he. Turns around and points at the hill in the distance and says, uh, Do you see that hill with the flag? So, make a perception check. Oh, what do your elf eyes see? Let's freaking do this! Ow! Okay. That was a nice number. If only this was life or death. Anyway, um, math. 17 plus 18. 8. 8, 17, 17, 17, 18, 18, you, uh, you see, I see all, 25, yeah, I'm like, uh, yeah, you see the hill he's talking about, there's a hill with, like, a pole, and then some banners on it, and you're like, oh, yeah, I see it, he says, that's it, that's the border, it's that far, and he's just like, if I had just, I don't know, but sometimes I just am frustrated because you know how you think your life could be super different if you were born in different circumstances or at least had a backbone. It's just like <laughs> he kind of sits down and he's like, <sighs> sorry, I don't, I don't need to be super negative or anything. I just. Yeah, that's on my mind. All right. Well, when uh, when he said, uh, "Don't you wish you had a backbone?" Kaomphi just kind of like there's like this unconscious hand clench, because she like, you know, 
feels the same way, you know? Yeah. She, she ended a backbone too. And so she's just like, oh, I feel that. That's so true. And so she's just gonna sit down next to Aravan and just kind of be like, Um, what would she say? I don't know. She could say something, but you could probably just say more. I feel like she would just sit next to her and be like, stumped about I mean, it. yeah, honestly, right? yeah. I could be poetic, but you got a thing going. I don't want to. Yeah, she's it. just like, um. If you need a minute to think of a response, you can totally take that moment. No, it's totally fine. I'm just. Okay. I'm talking loudly to think out loud because otherwise there's nothing else going on. Very sure, sure. I only uh, say that because I remember there was a point uh, where you wanted uh, to like weave. You, you you wanted to, to, to like weave a response like that was like really eloquent and like you're like can we cut away for a second and I'm like oh that's still in your power <laughs> if you ever need it and want it of course yeah for sure but sometimes I don't want to say anything it's just I feel like I should but I don't need to so I won't yeah. so can I just sit like it just sits there and lets the space live yeah, yeah I mean if I had at least if I had a backbone I would you know Done something. We left. We got a train out of there. We got my family out of there. Kathy just kind of does a little sigh and says, "Well, what if that even didn't even do anything?" It's so depressing. I love it. Yeah, anyway. Like, yeah. <laughs> we should write poetry together. Whatever you try. Um, all things considered, I'm, I might just be talking for myself, but even if I knew what was going to come, I don't know if I could have stopped it. So... Maybe things are inevitable, but I don't... I'm sorry. I want to help you feel better about this. I just... I don't know what else I can say. Uplift you. He just sits there on the fence. I don't really need you to pick my pockets. Yeah, he, he, like, he goes for it, he goes with a hand touch. Ooh. Touches your hand and he says, I just want you to be with me. Add a character. Oh, okay. Oh, wow! Yeah. Oh, he's putting the moves on. I'm going okay. nuts over here eating popcorns. <laughs> That's why Ellie, like, immediately was like, oh, oh, babysitting duty. Also, prank duty. <laughs> I mean, just wait till you cut back I have to two it. motives. Just, all right, all right, just wait till you cut back to it, Ellie. All right, describe <laughs> how he's holding my hand. I want to feel the hand. Um, so you're sitting on the rocks. Okay. Your hand is let's go deep, let's go deep. on yeah, um, the, your side, just sitting on the okay. rock, and he goes and places his hand over yours, and you feel his fingers try to like curl around you. Your, your hand. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. That was good. Okay, all right. So like this is happening. Kanthi is a wise lady, but not very smart. 
also there's just a lot of this happening really fast in her brain right now she's like oh this is this is an event he's planning this oh dear and like the hand and the moon and the stars and the dog and she's like oh no oh this is an event you know yeah, yeah the wheels are turning she's like oh the wheels are turning like oh this is a this is what they call a move oh dear and uh she's just like by instinct she's gonna pull her hand away just be like oh just like kind of like pull it away just kind of like hold on to it and be like really like shy about it she's like i i i will be with you for as long as you need um and she's kind of just like holding her hand being like kind of shocked like what do i do now like is that out is that okay? Was it? Did I kill him? What did I do? <laughs> did I kill him? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, the little Anguish! I'm not a lover, I'm an assassin! Agony. You'll refer to me as a threat! Agony! <laughs> he yeah, just pulls his hand away and kind of like crosses, oh. he kind of like just folds his hands together. Sad baby. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be in this together. Yeah. And then, like, Kyoko's not gonna say anything, but she's going to remember um, about Tarina becoming a banshee and flying just apparently 20 feet that way. Um, but considering the whole situation, she's probably not gonna bring it up yet. Again. And, um, then what happens is. Jinx. Jinx stands up and, and like goes. You see her her hackles raise. She goes and like hisses at something like in the forest in front of you, and then she just zooms off into the forest. Just oh gosh. And okay. And Aragon just like lo- like looks and says, "Um, we should get her." And he's like, "We should. We should." And so he goes and runs. there's a lot of dogs here. There's a lot of dogs here. He runs after her, and you see him just shift. Uh, he's like, I can't see the dark, so I'm gonna be a cat, okay? Yeah, we do that. And so he, he shifts also to a cat. He's this white cat, and you you see him go, uh, like, into the forest to help you look for Jinx. All right, and then Dark Vision McGee, Miss Kayanthi Nenmire, is be like, I see you, and just gonna follow along. <laughs> yeah. So, um, he gave a Oh, we perceive it every day in our lives. Alright, that was a number. That's a good number, actually. 19. Yes, so um, you see Aravan, and he uh, goes and, like, sprints off and um, you uh, then see Jace um, off in the distance that way, so you go and run after her. She runs she's super fast. She runs with this uncanny speed. And then you, you but you're a monk. You got this, you know. Um, I got this. Yeah, I you you this. jump over the bushes, you dive through those those trees, and you come to a small like clearing in the forest, and you just kinda like uh, make an acrobatics check. Oh yeah, yeah, I love those. Yeah. Rolling dice. Yeah. Oh. I got a 19 without any checks. I think I'm okay. Oh, yeah. So, like, you you see all these tumbled logs in front of you, and you put one foot on one, and then just kind of side hop, side hop, front flip through them, and then um, 
go and just like run forward and do a like baseball slide and scoop the cat and you're back on your feet and you're like, yeah, gotcha. And you're holding Jinx, you're looking at her and you're like, what is happening? Then um, you, you look around and you don't see her again. And what's worse is Jinx actually just vanishes from your arms. Oh, gosh. And you hear a voice say, uh, there you are. The voice is familiar and it reaches back into your memories before Lindario, before Orator, before Theranian. The eldest. A no. constant reminder of the order and discipline of your early life. Resilient and reserved, Thranian was held in the highest esteem of family. Grandfather's voice booms as he holds you in his lap and, and pats your head and says, It would do well for you to be like your brother Thranian. Different memory flashes through your head. You're cowering the hallway. You hear your grandfather's voice screech, Get your act together, order. You hear the sound of a strike in order, gasping, you're an embarrassment to this family. The sound of chairs scattering across the floor and whimpering, why can't you be more like Thranian? Your mother behind you in the hallway gasps, and she picks you up and says, forget what you thought, little one, and your mind grows fuzzy. Lindario smiles at you in a different memory as the two of you walk the family gardens and admire the flowers. She teaches you the names of each one and how to care for them. It's a pleasant memory. And then this male in shining silver armor comes riding down the path. You remember feeling anxious, but Lindario smiles and welcomes him. Thranian! She throws her arms about him. Thranian, you've been gone so long. This is little Chleef. And he takes off his helmet. And back in the muddy forest, and back in the forest, you see a male in muddy armor as he walks forward. The, the same figure of the man in your mind. He waves his hand and the armor is clean and shimmering silver. And he takes off his helmet as this tumble of blog locks and striking features says to you, Hello, Julie. <laughs> and Karenia really spoke to you, so you don't remember Till now, and what it was like. Yeah. Savage. Yeah. You recognize this as a silver thing from the Triple Crown Mercenary Guild. And, um, he gestures to the side, and out comes his witch companion. At her feet, at her Sorry. feet, is Jinx. What happened to Jinx? Jinx is her familiar. Oh, Jinx was, Jinx was a bad cat! You're a slug man! Ah, oh, yeah! How dare you! And in her arms is Erevan, unconscious, breathing, unconscious. And Thranian says, you know, Julie, if you have a weakness, it's that you care. Oh! <laughs> Come quietly now. You will watch your friend hurt, not wouldn't you? Alright, well, that's where we're going to end. Ah! That's where we're going to end! Gosh, dang it! Oh, that was so good! Oh! My oh. mouth was hurting? Oh! Now, finally! 
amazing. That was great. Oh, yes. Oh, agony. Oh, agony. So, Ellie, you're going to be the. So, uh, Luna's going to come back, and uh, it'll be Ellie and Luna show for a while. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to come back to the next session, and I'm just like, I'm going to draw a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> While everyone this else is, is like being captured, down. and there's like, crazy bats and stuff. Um, we're having a good time. We're having a good time. Okay. Love it. Was Silver Vang always my brother, or did you? Yeah, know no, it was always him. I knew it was him. As soon as I saw him, like that's probably my brother. So I ran up to like do a big defense thing. So I was like, I hope this is a thing. Oh my <laughs> gosh, really? Yeah, it was him. It was always him. Yes, I knew it. I got instincts. Oh. Anyway, thank you, Tiffany. That was lovely. <laughs> and oh my gosh. Yeah. Tiffany, how dare you prey on our weakness for cats? <laughs> <laughs> I love that you did that. I love, I, that. I love it too. I, I mean, Granny is a smart guy. You have like a dream. <gasps> you have two, two I mean, and a half druids in your party. You're gonna like yeah. animals. <laughs> I, mean, I know, right? <sighs> I mean, I gotta say, I gotta applaud that line. It was so savage. Just like, you know your weaknesses? You care too much. And I was like, oh, damn! How dare you? I'm so happy. I love that This is an 81 Honda. How dare you? Please. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay, I mean that. So, what was your favorite part of tonight's session? Mm. Uh, we'll go around complimenting each other. Yeah. Um, Who are we gonna start with? I'll I'll go. Yeah. Um, everybody's scenes were fun. Um, I mean, I was just kind of chilling, listening to everybody's scenes, and it was a lot of fun. I mean. Okay, very first, I know this is this is super biased, but I gotta give props to my DM wife. Because there's a lot of good Obviously. A lot of good narration and monologues like at the end. And I thought oh, I was like, oh, we're just gonna have another good time. Cause we have all these silly bar fights and stuff with Lucian and uh and Kiara. I was like, nope, nope, we got vampires or we got our Airman is just is kidnapped, essentially. Damsel in distress. He's, yeah, he's distress. A, he, yeah, he's yeah, he's the It's okay, you're a big strong dad. But um, <laughs> I gotta say, my favorite scene is um, Keonti and Airman, where um, Keonti was like, "I want to help you, but I don't know how." And I think that that is so relatable. I feel like we've all been in that situation yeah. before. And so like, when you when you said that, I was like, oh, I feel. I feel it. I should do it better. That's whole whole thing. She's just like, I'm kind of useless, except for like one or two things. When actually it's more like 12,000 things, but mm -hmm. she, she doesn't really see herself in that way. So that's what, it's in the way, it's fun. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Who's next? Serena. Uh, I'm still figuring it out. Okay. okay. Uh, I mean, I feel the same way. I'm like, I'm still thinking about like, how cool is I this time? And I can't think of anything else. <laughs> yeah. See, don't you dare talk bad about Keonti. Oh, I'm a, I'm a Keonti stand over here. <laughs> oh. I like them. 
Uh, I liked what was going on with the vampires. That was that was solid. Like just. Uh... I like um I like the move that um Kiara did, where the familiar went away to like go like to like you know. Yeah, that was really smart. That was just really... like, they would just fly, and then, like, yeah. see, yeah. they go that way, and then, like, they go that way, and they're like, alright. <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah, I mean, was... I mean, no, it was smart. It was a move, I like it that. That's what you do a move. Yeah, and that's, like, such a strong power. It's like, we can fly, it's like, oh, no. Oh, <laughs> we're splitting and... the heads of a double. Fly as long as there's somewhere I can jump <laughs> off of repeatedly. That's my monster right there. Yeah. Yeah. Don't think as long as we can divide their, 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 as long as we divide their assets, it's fine. Depending on which one gets touched first, is the one that goes off. So boom goes the dynamite on whichever one gets caught first. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> but let's see. She didn't really have much of a plan. She's like, oh, well, we can't stay here. Bye. <laughs> let's try going. <laughs> I don't want to be here. We should go. Get out of here. Bug out. What was your favorite scene that someone else did? That's what I should be asking. So let's see. I think my favorite. Okay. I like them for two different reasons. I did like that, um, kind of got to sit in on, like, Kayanthi sort of talking about herself with someone else, even though, like, Kayanthi's still trying to, like, figure out how to approach talking about it, but is, like, still very hesitant to be the one to take center stage so i do like that it's very telling for a character but i also really like my uh inner uh kiara mom went out to ellie like just trying to process on her i was like oh half is on the way never mind never mind got bats got bats lots of bats never mind (laughs) (laughs) but but I really I... like that, so let's see. Oh, last one? Okay. between the two of them, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I like, I feel proud of this episode. I was like, I'm on point tonight. I really yeah. liked, um, what Michael did with Ellie. Just like that little scene with her trying to like, deal with the emotions of, of guilt and the complications of Bray's death and like how that will like pan out. So, yeah, yeah, that one was a Grief, lot of fun. love, and anger. And I, I liked um, Jada. Um, Jade. Jade, sorry. Yeah, Jade um, tying it all to basically uh, nature and like Jude stuff. And I was like, yes, this is super, so good. Right. Just comes like who's getting the feet tied. I would also say for the record that I really did love that there was a ball that, that there was a barroom brawl. I might not have been able to participate in it, but I still love it happening anywhere at all times. Anytime. Yes, I mean, not gonna lie, <laughs> like well like I was I was trying to get into that brawl, but like I felt like like after the brawl already broke out, I was like it's not appropriate for Elliot to just kinda jump in and do shenanigans. <laughs> Yeah, mushrooms and shenanigans. I think they're. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I think, I'll tell you what, last. We'll start a fight at the next bar. I think the inspiration that I should go to Brienne because, you know, <laughs> she just steals the show. At least in my heart, she steals the show every time, but you know. <laughs> 
We don't yeah. know how to give the dice to you. Everyone loves uh, each other. Well, okay. Well, my vote goes to. Uh, gosh, I. I mean, it goes to Keontae. I hate that I'm doing it two weeks in a row, but like, I I just really like that. Not like I ever use it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Stop! Go on. <laughs> oh, we're gonna start fighting next time. We could use it then. <laughs> I always, I need to mark it, man. If I do get it again, yeah, yeah. Right, right, all... right now, do it right now. Okay, Kathy. I mean, Kristen. Who are you voting for? Kristen. Okay. Um. Uh, let's see here. Yeah. So let's just go ahead and do a little vote for Kiara, because even though it didn't work, I still like that move you did. You know. Like <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. So either you gotta vote for me, or you gotta make it nice and vote for Michael, and then yeah. Tiffany will then break our hearts. <laughs> yep. Just leave it all to Tiffany. <laughs> Alright, so, my vote... Alright, my vote goes to Keanthi, but specifically because of the big sister barroom brawl type deal. Yes. So, <laughs> covering the base of... My love of our brawls and how can't they handled being thrown into one? Not you didn't participate. You were just volunteered. You were volunteered. Yeah. Oh gosh. Oh. I did not volunteer. I was volunteered. I was volunteered. That's so funny. Uh, all right. My vote will also go to Kathy, and that's because um, I'm seeing her character evolve. Yes. 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 So, I'm proud of you. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I got to think in too much. That's all. I appreciate it, though. Thanks, guys. Yeah. I'm going to actually write this down so yeah, I remember I to do something about it. Yeah, write it down there. Write it down in your notes. Okay, what's the something we all want to see more of? Okay. I, well, I feel like. The way that my little episode part was formulated was great. There's like, you know, like, a, you know, like, you know, quick time event right there. And then there's also a bit of role play. And then there's like a quick time event and then a role play thing. I liked how it was varying between like, like each person got something that they needed to do that was like important, not just like a cute. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like it meant something in the end because I was trying to like look for opportunities to express Kayanthi more and, you know. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Are working on that as a DM to like have things have more purpose because like so often we're just like oh I have to think of like something for them to do and it's just like that process of like here here's something to do just to like fill space and then yeah. kind of like take time to like think, why am I even doing this mm. you know and if, if there isn't like a solid like super hardcore reason then at least have it give an ample opportunity for RP and character growth. Because then it feels yeah. like, oh, they had character growth, therefore that was why. So it feels more fulfilling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. As opposed to just like, yeah. So yes. I feel like we had a nice good balance of things to do and things to say. It was good. Good opportunities all about. Okay. Um, I guess one thing I want to see is um, just like, more opportunities to role play with each other um i think that might be like a little bit odd like okay odd. yeah that's like kind of more like your ballpark in my mind but i yeah, can yeah. say like yeah 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 there that's is a bench and you can sit on it 
Yeah. What so and so? I could just say like this is a. Yeah. Well, like you have there, a moment to yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was like a lot of moments where I was like, oh, there's a problem, bro. Would would Ellie be there? But I don't want to step on other people's toes because um, Kristen's doing this nice little scene with with Aravan, like kind of forming this whole thing that kind of escalated to a thing. Yeah, like so I, it's like I feel bad like isolating you guys, but it just made sense mm-hmm. for this episode because. Yeah. Um, you were bonding with the NPC and like having just, like, yeah. So I was like, okay, sorry, Ellie, you're just gonna <laughs> I know. But, but I mean, if I could speak how I felt, it's I like having attention. So it made me feel good. Yeah, I and I feel like the way that Keonti is, she doesn't put herself in danger if she doesn't have to. So she needs to be like thrown into the the fire, you know, to get out of it. And I feel like, especially for yeah, yeah, and Ellie, you guys thrive off the chaos, so you just like go to it, and it happens. And I'm just kind of on the sidelines a lot because of how Kanthi is. So I'm happy to just kind of get tossed into some muck for fun, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Do. Don't like getting dirty, do you? Oh, here's some mud. <laughs> I, this is gonna be a Kanthi episode, so I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna sit back. Okay. <laughs> Alright. Oh dear. That wraps it up. Yeah. Oh. Ooh, thanks for watching, guys. Thanks for Thanks watching. for hanging with us. Yeah. yeah. Talk about us with your friends. I don't know. We have, like, we have like 20 fans who are consistent-ish. We love yeah. you. Yeah. We love you. We would also we love more people of in you. India and Canada and France. Thank and you. Australia and of course the US and the UK. Those are like our top. Yay! Okay, thank you. Hello, this is Tiffany, your GM for Dungeon Damsels. We update on Wednesdays and Saturdays now at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We have merchandise on our Redbubble and on links via the link tree. We also have coffee and a Patreon if you wish to donate to us. Please like, subscribe, and comment as we would love to hear from you. Uh, you can also find us on basically every podcast platform out there if you can't sit down and listen to a YouTube video. And if you're wondering why we don't stream, it's because my internet can't support it. But uh, regardless, thank you for listening and watching. And remember to be kind, inclusive, and loving. <laughs>